You are listening to the Slow Living Podcast, and I'm your host, Stephanie O'Day. What if I told you that you could truly have the life of your dreams, the life you've always wanted, one filled with abundance, joy, and a sense of purpose? It's absolutely possible, and I see it each and every day with my coaching clients. It all starts with learning how to slow down. You deserve to live the life you've always dreamt about. Let's get started. Hi there, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and we are in episode number 24, Labels, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. So let's talk about labels. And I think sometimes people are really knee-jerk, knee-jerky, is that a thing, knee-jerky? And they're quick to say, oh, I don't use labels, or I don't label things, or let's not use labels. And that's okay. If, if that's what you think needs to happen and that's what your mindset is all about. But I kind of want you to think about this in a very holistic and, and sort of whole human approach because labels aren't horrible and they're not evil and they're not inherently bad. So let's dive into them today. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly when it comes to labels. And we do have a very thoughtful listener question from Jenny. And uh, Jenny called in, and I've saved it for quite a while because I wanted to ponder this before we talked about it. But Jenny has a very insightful question that we're going to get kind of into. So let's think about on a day-to-day basis what you label and what you don't label And it's really just a very quick way for humans to process information. And so you are making hundreds, if not thousands, or maybe millions, I don't know, somebody should Google that for me, (laughs) of decisions each and every day. And what labels do is they help you shortcut from what you're seeing and what you're observing to what you already know. And way back in the olden days, that really kind of kept us out of trouble. If you smelled a certain smell, you knew "Mm, maybe there's gunfire in the air or or an actual forest fire in the air. And so you're able to quickly decipher what is happening and your brain put a label on it and you made a quick decision. You didn't have to think carefully and thoughtfully and methodically about the decision. You You already had a label in kind of like your Rolodex of your brain. So you were able to create this sort of shortcut. And that's a great thing. That that saves you so much time and so much effort. And as you're going through life, you're really, honestly, because we're humans, we're just trying to find the easiest path. We, we're all just playing this game of life and we're playing the, the cards we were dealt And the quicker and the faster your brain can make these sort of snap judgments and synapses, you can move on. You can move on to process something else. Sometimes these labels aren't even things that we have thought about, but they're things that have been passed around and passed down through the generations or um, kind of a cultural norm. And you 
are just following along with what your parents always did or your grandparents already did or what your sorority house does, those type of things. And you haven't really paused and taken the time to think things through. And since we're all about slow living here, that's what I would like for you to do is take a deep breath and calm down and realize that you're not behind. You're not in a rush. So let's think deeply about what you on an everyday basis subconsciously label and whether or not those labels are serving you and are helping you move forward towards your goals. Or if perhaps they're actually kind of hindering you and holding you back and you're in this kind of like paused situation or like a hamster on the wheel and you're not making traction and you're just doing the same thing over and over and over again, hoping and praying for a different result and you're just not getting there. And maybe you need to realize that some of the shortcuts that your brain has been making for you in in some of these labels are not helping you in any way. So let's play Jenny's question. So Jenny Barrett's question. Hi, Stephanie. My name is Jenny. I recently read an article about the negative impacts around labeling children shy. And I remember that as a child, I was always labeled shy. And it turned me shy for a long time. And once I learned as a late teenager that introverted did not mean shy, it simply meant where my energy was coming from. It was a complete game changer. So I'm now doing my best to teach my children to not label themselves with things like shy or hyperactive or those, those words that, that have the negative connotations and instead think about what they want to be, or maybe they're being that in the moment. But I just wanted to mention that it had a real impact on my life for a long time, and it still does to have been called shy. And I see other adults who have the same experience. So I thought that was worth worth mentioning. And if you have any tips on how to to continue to keep keep those labels away from kids. And that would be awesome. Jenny, thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time to record this question. It's very helpful. And I love that you talked about it from your own point of view and then pivoted to ask, how can we help break this cycle with our children? And how can we help our children not perpetuate labels that may not serve them. So it's kind of funny that you use shy as an example, because um, my husband (laughs) has an example of being labeled shy at a very young age. And um, and still to this day, he considers himself shy, even though he is not. But I guess growing up, he was told he was shy and he just didn't like to talk to people. And so he vividly remembers standing next to his mom, meeting a group of people and his mom saying, hi, this is my son, Adam. And then Adam moving in front of her, sticking his hand out and saying, hi, I'm shy. 
<laughs> so I think we can all sort of envision that sort of situation where the, the label went awry. And so we do this. We do this for our children. We, we shortcut um, expectations on them, especially from strangers and from teachers. And we're trying to provide the quickest and easiest explanation that we know if our children might not be like performing or behaving in a way that we want them to. So it's just easier to say, oh, they're shy or, oh, they take a long time to warm up to strangers. And if you do that often enough, your kid will sort of absorb that and will sort of start thinking to themselves, oh, I I am shy. So I'm not going to even try to raise my hand and answer this question in school, or I'm not going to speak up in meetings because I will sound tongue-tied and I won't sound very smart. So it's just easier for me to just sit on my hands and say nothing and do nothing. And you need to decide and in, in, in look at the great, big, huge, long cycle of your parenting career of what you want in the end game for your children. So we talk about the five steps of slow living and number one is to declutter everything. So if you have thoughts and actions that aren't serving you or serving your kids, get rid of them. Number two is to set your GPS, figure out where you're going. So we know we are trying to raise capable adults, adults who then can leave and live a strong, successful, happy, prosperous life away from us. So we want to give them all of the tools humanly possible, anything that's in our repertoire of parenting to help guide them. So labeling them and and truncating them at such a young age is not going to help them. If we want a a confident grown-up 35-year-old, then we need to start setting the stage as early as we can. Does that mean that your tantruming toddler is you, you have to start talking to them and treating them as if they're a grown-up 35-year-old? No, no. That would just be sort of silly and absurd. <laughs> so so meet, meet your toddler, meet your preschooler, meet your middle schooler exactly where they're at and just kind of guide them. So major unconditional love. You're, you're not... You're not shaming anybody for being who they are, but you can also very carefully start pointing out positive future steps that he or she can take to to then grow up strong and and confident and and self-secure and just a strong human, a strong adult, because that's what we're trying to do. So another part of your question, Jenny, is you were talking about yourself and you're talking about how for the longest time you thought introverted meant or equaled shy. And then you so correctly pointed out that that is not what introvert means. Introvert or extrovert is really just how you recharge your batteries. Do you recharge your batteries by kind of wanting to retreat to your own quiet place and be one with your thoughts and sort of self-center yourself? That is an introvert. 
Or do you get your energy and recharge your batteries by going and talking to a bunch of people and feeding off of other people's fun energy? And and maybe you like to go to a bar at the end of a day and joke around and laugh and be around people and be social. That is an extrovert. And that doesn't mean if you're one or the other that there's anything wrong with you in any way. So when we're talking about labels of the good the bad and the ugly, it's really you deciding how to label your labels, which sounds so silly. But if you have in your mind that it's wrong to be an introvert and you're labeling being an introvert, and I'm just using this as an example, as wrong, then you're labeling the label and you it doesn't feel good. So my best suggestion would be to shift your thoughts, reframe your mindset, and, and know, unconditionally know and love every bitty bit of you and that there's absolutely nothing wrong with you. So I jotted down a few notes of who I am, who Steph happens to be and the labels that I have for myself. And I don't think any of these labels are wrong. I think I'm great. And, it, and, and that's just fine. But some people may have these exact same labels and, and think different thoughts. So I am Sagittarius. I am left-handed. I have a touch of ADD. I require an awful lot of sleep. I am five feet. I have wavy hair that's rather thick and coarse. So you could look at that list of things and think, oh, she's Sagittarius. <laughs> that means she's really stubborn. She's kind of fiery. Or, oh, you're left-handed. That means you're always going to be a daydreamer. Your head is always going to be off in the clouds, and you will always procrastinate and miss deadlines. Gosh, that kind of sucks to be you. Oh, Steph, you've got a touch of ADD? Gosh, that's too bad. It means you're never going to be satisfied and you're always going to be a bit scatterbrained and you're more prone to debt and making bad business decisions. Oh, you're five feet. You're petite. (laughs) That's too bad. You'll never be able to drive a luxury automobile that's low to the ground. You're always, always going to have to pay extra because you'll never be able to buy anything off the rack and you're going to have to pay for alterations. Ah, that stinks. Oh, your hair is thick and coarse and it has a natural wave. Oh, Steph. Good luck trying to tame that into submission. And so on and so on. And so it sounds a little silly when you take the time to slow down and pay attention to the labels you have. But it also works for other things. You can decide that because you have this or that chronic health condition that you're sort of doomed and this is as good as it gets, and all of my good days are behind me, and those type of things. And those are not good thoughts to have. It's kind of a bit of a defeatist mindset. And so if you have different labels, I want you to look around and find examples of people who are living their best life, or from you looking in on them, they look like they're living their best life. And they happen to have this, that, or the other that happens to ail you. So if you have fibromyalgia, 
Find somebody else. The, the Google is huge. Facebook groups. Find someone who has that label and who is rocking their life. And, and meet them. Meet them virtually. Read what they write. Read what they say. And try and shift your mindset. And not everything has to have this sort of defeatist feel to it. Because it's just not a fun way to be. Also, let's decide that you can have some of these labels and some of these things that you might not necessarily want or wish for yourself, but have them and then move into what I call and land. So how many times have you said this to yourself? I can be a fun mom or I can have a clean kitchen. I can get up early to work out or I could get a good night's sleep. I can eat salad or I could eat a donut. I can make money or I can help others. I can pay off my car loan or I can save for college. I can lose weight or I can eat out at a restaurant. And you know, either or land is not a fun place to be. It's exhausting because you're having little bitty baby brain battles all day long. So let's change it. Let's change it right now and there. I'm a fun mom and I have a clean kitchen. I get up early to work and I get a good night's sleep every night. I can eat salad and gosh darn it, I can eat the donut. I can make money and I can help others. I can pay off my car loan and I can save for upcoming college payments. I can lose weight and I can eat out in restaurants. So what else can we do? What I would like you to do is to pack your bags and move in to and land and start saying these things to yourself. I am a fun mom and I have a clutter-free home. I can have fibromyalgia and I can choose to walk every day. I can be a good Christian and I can still make money. I can be in the throes of perimenopause, but I can still lose weight. I can get up early to journal and meditate and feel well-rested. I can go out with my friends on a girls' weekend and I can still stick to my eating plan. You can do all of these things, and I know you can, and I've seen it every day. When it comes right down to it, we all just want to climb into bed each night feeling calm, content, and at peace. We want to know that we were able to keep all the balls in the air and were productive without neglecting our own needs and wants. I know. I get it. That is why I recorded a free masterclass on the 10 things happy, successful people do each and every day, and I'd love for you to join us. Learn simple and practical tips to reclaim the sanity and joy in your home and family at stephanieoday.com forward slash masterclass. So let's make some homework for yourself. Let's get out your journal. Well, not if you're driving because that wouldn't be safe. But let's get out your journal and let's decide how many labels you have for yourself. So for most people, labels start from the surface level and they start with what they look like and um, their ethnicity, their race, their eye color, their hair color, their shoe size, um, their clothing size or their dress size. So start writing down all of the labels 
you can possibly think of from yourself. And then just stop, kind of reframe yourself, maybe take a walk around the block or, or kind of shake things up and then go back on another piece of paper and start writing down all of the adjectives you think of when you read these labels. And and just do not censor yourself. So just write them down. I prefer always when I give my clients journaling exercises or I give myself a journaling exercise to hand write them in a a spiral back or, or some sort of bound journal or in a piece of paper versus in a Google Doc or some sort of word processing um, screen. And that's because you're more tempted to censor yourself when you're typing because you can backspace or you can fix the spelling or you start to type a word and another word pops up and you think, oh yeah, that's what I mean. So I would actually prefer you to handwrite because it causes you to slow down, it, po- it causes you to pay attention and you don't self-censor as much. So take a little bit of time and write down the adjectives that pop in your head when you think of whatever the label is and just then move on to the next one and just keep doing all of the labels on your list and then writing down all your adjectives and then take another break and then go back. And I want you to use two colors of pen here. So a color of pen that means, yes, we're going to keep this and a color of pen that says, nope, this is a no-go. So maybe red and green or, or something like that, or, or blue and black, something that you know means yes and something else that means no. And then start circling the adjectives that serve you and then circling the ones that don't serve you. And if you prefer to cross out with one line, the ones that don't serve you, that's fine. And then every day for the next few days, Read through your list and read through your labels and read through the positive adjectives and the positive attributes and decide that that's going to be your identity now. And yes, maybe your, your label of, of being shy served you to a certain extent at some point in your life, but now you're ready to sort of I don't know, take that jacket off. You're done. You're you're not going to wear that label anymore. And you're just going to cross it off. And instead of being shy, you are going to use the term thoughtful and patient and empathetic and cautious. And only if cautious sounds good to you. And then do that for all of your other labels. Okay, size seven. Size seven shoes. What adjectives pop up there with you. Anything that you can think of or or size 12 dress, what what adjectives pop up there? And, And circle what fits you and what is serving you and keeping you moving forward towards your goals. And then get rid of anything else that creates a kind of a a dis a disenchanted and discontentment feeling in your body. If it doesn't feel good, get rid of it. And so So when I talk about picking the adjectives that feel good, what I mean is to actually go slow enough that you think about what your body is is really feeling 
And um, so for, for instance, if you know that one of your adjectives is you are a runner and being labeled as a runner is something that makes you feel proud, what does proud feel like in your body? To me, proud feels warm in my chest and it's really hard to not smile. And I like, I just start feeling my cheeks go up and I'm just kind of bouncy and buoyant. And I'm just so warm and proud. And, and I just feel amazing that I'm a runner and I like that feeling. And when you start to pay attention to the good feelings in your body and in your thoughts, you'll start attracting more and more because you'll just want to be that person. You don't want to be someone who looks in and sees their nose and thinks it's too big. So then all of a sudden the thoughts that they have by, by looking at their nose is and like, maybe the label is big nose. So then they think, uh, well, I inherited it or, and I'm doomed to do this and I'm doomed to do that. And I'm going to follow in so-and-so's footsteps. And it, it's this sort of feeling of gray and sluggishness and heaviness and discouragement. And it makes your shoulders kind of sloopy and you just don't have such a spring in your step. And you look, can look at your face in a different way and you have the same nose, but then you realize that you have awesome eyebrows and you are rocking it. And your eyebrows, I don't even know how you did it, but you don't have to pluck them. You don't have to shape them. They just naturally have this shape and it's just so amazing. And you get complimented on them like randomly by strangers and they're like, huh, I really like your eyebrows. And so then all of a sudden the feeling in your body is again, this sort of warm, uplifting, cheerful, huh, I've got this, I am rocking this outlook. And, and just stepping into that as much as you can and leaning into it and letting those feelings sort of overcome your body. And when you are in that sort of mind frame, you will make better decisions and you will always push yourself closer and closer to meeting your goals and your expectations than you would if you're beating yourself up. Okay. I hope that was helpful and made sense. I have um, some masterclasses coming up. And so this episode is going to come out. And then for the next few months, I want you to sign up at stephanieoday.com forward slash masterclass. I'm going to be doing live trainings once a month. So be sure to get yourself on the waiting list so you know when the next live training is coming up. Because if you're interested in this kind of stuff, then you're going to love this masterclass. It's the top 10 things that happy, successful, peaceful people who are ready to rock their life and live in a slow, methodical, purposeful, slow way do each and every day. So there's 10 of them. They're easy. If, if you can 
If you can listen to what I'm saying here and understand where I'm going, then this is absolutely the masterclass for you. So sign up, stephanieoday.com forward slash masterclass, absolutely free. It'll be an interactive Zoom. So if you have questions, bring them and I will be happy to answer them. I love helping and I am here to serve. And I hope you have an absolutely wonderful and amazing day. And I will see you all next time. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.